0: I would assume if you abduct like a really little girl and you sort of raise her as your daughter and she is brainwashed and doesn't know that she belonged to somebody else and you're just you're living the normal life but with somebody else's kid that you abducted like i'm not saying that makes sense to me what i'm saying is like like i like i get the motivation right
1: (laughs) right you're walking you're tiptoeing a very dangerous line but no yeah i get it
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 383 with our review of Room. I'm Christopher Schnaese. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, this week, hopefully, this film is playing near you. Uh, we are talking about Room. And, uh, you know, Stephen, we did, we weren't always in podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm I'm doing well. Um, I, I started my drinking early, since <laughs> that we kept pushing the podcasting time uh, later and later, and I already opened it. So hopefully this episode goes well.
1: Yep. Are you enjoying that uh, Sunday surprise present that I gave you? <laughs> hey, I, for, I forget the terminology
0: of room already. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I For a second I was like desperately trying to think in my head What the hell you were talking about I was like is that a reference to the movie we're talking about But uh Yes I don't remember if it's a bad thing or a good thing <laughs> <laughs> all, all I know is we can We can bake birthday cake Yeah no candles though no. no candles yeah yeah We're not allowed to have candles in room
1: <laughs> If I were an annoying little kid I would be screaming right now Yeah
0: Is that the magic from the TV
1: Uh, Anyways Hard to have room banter (laughs) It is hard to have room
0: banter Once you've been locked up in a room with another person for so long You sort of just You want to go about your day You just want to get up Do your exercises you know, Suckle at the bosom Of your mother Are we talking about you and me
1: now? (laughs) Because we work together Chris and I wake up and we're locked in a room together
0: all day And now we're trying to talk about room the real question is, which of us is going to sleep in the cupboard? hmm
1: Not it. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Ugh. Uh fine. I'll do it. I'll do it for us.
1: You and R. Kelly are going to be trapped in there.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, what do you say um, we get into this episode before we keep do doing this terribly? <laughs> uh, we are going to go attempt to figure out the combination for the lock on the door to our little tiny room while you listen to a trailer for Room and then we're gonna come back and let you know what we thought about this film. Truck, wiggle out, jump, run, somebody. I'm scared. I know. I'm
1: gonna be there in your head talking to you the whole time. Truck, truck wiggle, wiggle out, out jump when
0: the truck slows down, run, run somebody. <sighs> Jack, listen to me, this is our chance. Thank you for letting us do this interview. We're grateful to hear your story. Thank you to everyone who sent their good thoughts and their prayers. For five years, you made life in that small room, that prison, as nurturing and normal as you could.
1: I'm five. You're five. You are so old now.
0: And do you know what we're gonna do today? What? We are going to bake a birthday cake. You chose to tell Jack that room was the whole world, that there was nothing else. Good morning, lamp. Good morning, plant. Good morning, sink. I wanted him to feel safe and that it was a great place for him to live. Did you ever think you would be free? I hoped. Hello, Jack. Thanks for saving our little girl. Same one, just a different spot. No how sweet I've been in the world thirty-seven hours. That's us. We push. I see windows and hundreds of cars and birds and grandma and grandpa. Jack, someone here'd like to meet you. Will he find us? No. You will never find us. Everyone keeps asking, oh, okay? You have no idea what's going on in my head. Yeah, yeah. well, try me. And every time you look at me, that's all that you see? When I look at you, Joy, I will see my daughter. You're going to love it. Okay, so that was the trailer for Room. Um, Now, the promotional information for this film, the promotional information and the trailer, basically everything's running this film, gives away a thing, which when we say it may sound like a spoiler, but it's not technically a spoiler. Basically, a woman and a child are being held in a room, and uh, they try to escape, and this film sort of is their uh, experience in both the room and outside of the room having escaped. You have any problem with me saying that much of the plot, Stephen? I have a problem with the
1: trailer saying it, but in light of that, I have no problem with you saying it.
0: Okay. okay. So, but I mean, I think that like my assumption is that the filmmaker intends this to not be a reveal that they escape, that like right. the whole point of the film is to show the relationship between the mother and the son before and after they are in this captivity, Right. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree to that. Okay, if if that seems too spoilery for anybody out there, sorry, I can't take it back. <laughs> but what, uh, you think we edit this thing? Yeah. What have you been living in a room for the last X number of years? <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, so why don't you just start us off, Stephen? Let us know what you thought of this film.
1: Yeah. So I, I very much like this movie. Um, I think. Th- it hits a really interesting blend of kind of feel good inspirational emotional movie and like very uncomfortable kind of abrasive <laughs> um i don't know it it did a kind of neat balancing trick i thought uh so one thing as you mentioned the tra- the trailer flat out gives away that they will escape from the room <laughs> um it even gives away how they escape, or, like, it at least shows scenes of that moment happening.
0: Well, and it, it, it shows part of the escape, but, like, you still don't know how the rug gets to the back of the truck. <laughs> right. That, that's true. There's still, there's still
1: something there. But, yeah, I mean, I, I would have loved to go into this not knowing that plot point, because I, I think the way this movie takes shape... Even knowing that, at that kind of pivotal moment, maybe halfway or two-thirds of the way into the movie, I was very invested. Like, like I cried at that moment of the movie. Not ashamed <laughs> to say it. Full-on cried. Um, because it just does a really good job up until that point of showing this kind of very sad twist on the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt of, like, a person who is trapped somewhere and trying to make the most out of their situation. Um, in a sense, Brie Larson is kind of playing the same character. She did in Short Term 12, I think. It's like a a girl who knows how to work with kids in a very difficult place and knows how to kind of speak their language. Um, And I think in this movie, that's just done to really good effect. Like, it, this was one of those things where the the acting was very good in a way that didn't draw attention to itself. Like, for such an emotional movie... There wasn't, like, the scene where I felt like this is the big acting moment that is going to be in the Academy Award nomination clip. But at the same time, I believed that this was a mother and son who are trapped in a room (laughs) in this, like, terrible situation that most movies would play for, like, dread and ominous, like, evil, horrific grandeur. And here it's just like, okay, well, it's a given they're stuck in this room. How would life look for them <laughs> after yeah. that? And I thought that was just super fascinating. Um, yeah, so I
0: can talk more, but I want to know first how you like the movie. Well, first of all, let me preface anything I want to say about the film. Um with just a quick little tale about the entire process of me seeing this film. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, I mean, this story is really for the audience right now because you know at least part of this story. Um, But I went down, I drove down to San Diego to visit with my grandparents for their 50th wedding anniversary. And uh, I was making a seven-hour drive up and decided to take a break partway through that drive to go see this film, so that we could be talking about it, and uh, so I'm already like I've already been in a car for two hours. <laughs> and then I go to sit down for this movie um, because I left two hours ago, and I'm stopping at the theater that had the next available show time. I have a little bit of time. I come in. I had already pre-purchased my ticket. The lady says, "Oh, it'll be about ten more minutes before the theater's ready. Go ahead and sit over there." So I sit over there in little like fancy little chairs. And, uh, there's this dude just walking around, like, I don't know what he's, I can't tell if he's there for a movie or if he's already seen a movie. And, uh, then all of a sudden he starts going like, God, this room, I mean, it's like two hours long. I don't know if I had to spend that much time in the room. I just right now went to the restroom and he just starts making these like really stupid jokes. And then he starts talking to a staff member at the Arclight and, uh... He starts saying the same jokes that he was saying to, I guess, no one five minutes ago. And then he's like, I do not like this movie. And the guy was like, yeah, blah, blah. And he's like saying whatever. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And then, then they start like having this conversation about the film. He's like, yeah, but it's really like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh blah, 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 blah. And I just like just get up from my chair real fast and just walk into the theater. I'm like, it's going to be clean. It'll be fine. I'm just going to go because I don't want to hear these guys talk. Well... Arclight is one of those theaters where a member of the staff, before your movie starts, comes out and says like, hey, my name is this, and you're about to see this movie. It's the same friggin' guy who was just talking shit in the hallway with whoever the hell else was in the hallway. Like, now he comes out, and he's like, okay, you're about to watch this movie, Room, blah, 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 blah. And then the thing he says next is, normally this is the part of my speech where I would tell you no texting or talking during this film, but let me tell you this, this movie is jaw-dropping. You will be watching this movie and your jaw will be on the floor and you won't even be able to text and talk. And he's like trying to like super hardcore sell this movie and how like gnarly it is and how like people in the last showing actually had to leave because it was so intense for them. And I'm Mm -hmm. like... I'm simultaneously going like okay you're overselling it and you're the asshole who's just talking shit about this movie in the hallway so I can't tell whether he was like trying to chum up to the guy outside just because he didn't want to be like you're an idiot you don't get how good this movie is or what so I'm like twice mad because I don't I can't tell whether he's uh, like telling the truth or not and either way he's just being annoying and he's overselling it So like whatever so I'm sitting through the trailer for this movie. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, an old man and his wife were, like, having a straight-up argument in the back row. <laughs> and this is an aside, assigned seating theater, so I've already chosen to sit in the back row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. They're having this fight, and I'm, like, it's—I'm it's, I'm sort of, like, half paying attention because I don't know whether I'm going to have to go over there and help this woman. Was <laughs> mm-hmm. his name Nick? <laughs> no, his, his name was not old Nick. Um, so he—they he, he they, they finally stop the you know the previews are going and this couple come and they happen I bought the seats like one seat away from me and uh she sets her purse next to me which at least her phone was on on silent quote-unquote was on vibrate basically and like during the course of the film it kept getting text messages plus this woman was having like overly loud reactions to moments in the films like a person would say a thing that was sort of like funny and she'd be like "Ah, and then like things would happen she'd be like oh my god oh my god oh no oh my god and she just kept responding and like and at one point in time she was rocking back and forth (laughs) in her chair did
1: she start scurrying on the ground playing hide and seek (laughs) it
0: wasn't it wasn't in a she's creepy it was more in the she's like having a panic attack um So this is all to say that, like, I did not watch this film under the best circumstances. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it's hard to be completely 100% emotionally invested in a story when you're dealing with all this shit around you. Um, But that's not to say I didn't enjoy the film. (laughs) I enjoyed the (laughs) film. I enjoyed the film a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. What is interesting about this film is there is so much to unpack that it's really hard for me to gauge what I think like, I enjoyed the film. I can't tell whether it's a good Chris movie. Um, the film right. the film does a lot of really interesting things. And, like, for instance, like, the, the beginning, all the time in the room, like, you know me, I love my wor- world building. There is a, a ton of stuff they do to really uh, sell the idea of, okay, yeah, like... Forget the girl, like she was born in the real world and she was captured at some point and put in this room. But the boy has never known anything but, but the room. So there's this whole like idea of like, he only knows what he sees, but he does have a TV which shows him the outside world. But what would he gain? Like, where does his world knowledge come from when it's just his mom ate a like blurry TV and a single skylight in the ceiling? And I think this the the film and the story that it's you know coming from do a really good job of selling, like, this, this world, like, like, what the kid believes is real, um, what his understanding is, and what would happen if he had those things challenged from him. Like, so there is this aspect of the story that is really, really interesting. Once they get out of, of, you know, room, uh, (laughs) that stuff continues to build as like the child sort of, uh, tries to relearn what the world is because he previously had like this very finite view of what the world was and now he has all of this stuff around him so there's a lot of interesting things that the story is doing um, there's also a lot of like overly sentimental things that the film tries to do there's uh, for instance you know Brie Larson's character gets gets interviewed by somebody and, like, the questions are are set up in a very, like, meant to elicit emotional responses from both her and the audience, I think. And there's a lot of things that the film does like that that I'm not necessarily super convinced was, like, very genuine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it feels like some things... I guess what I'm saying is that there's a lot of things in the film that happen because that would be the most shocking thing to happen or the most biting thing to happen as opposed to like what would be the most realistic thing to happen given the situation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think I feel the same way this movie. It did have a tendency like infrequently, but still enough to try to go for the more sentimental more dramatic moments um i think the scene you mentioned is exactly the one that i very much did not like in the movie um yeah i i can see that i do think given the subject matter it did it a hell of a lot less than i would have expected it to (laughs) like the whole part of the movie that takes place in room that that should have been so Darkly dramatic so often, like the things that she's going through and the relation with old Nick. Yeah. And instead it really is just kind of played as like a a sad fact of life, and we get to learn more about how this kid builds his world, um, rather than focus on the sadness. So yeah, I kind of forgave it the over sentimentality. I think like for the material it did it way less than I would have expected it to.
0: Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I, I still think that like, I mean, this is an almost two-hour movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, but it, in the grand scheme of things, there isn't technically a lot that happens. Like, we don't really spend that much time in and in, in or out of room to like really have a sense that the film, like to me, it didn't feel too long. Like, it felt like. Right because the the events themselves are so short and condensed, but, like, it still felt like every, at every turn there is something that is being presented in a way that's supposed to be, like, shocking. Um, and, and, like, for instance, like, there's a scene, and I'll try to say this ambiguous, as ambiguously as I can, where, like, the boy is counting thrusting. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And... Yeah, that's very vague. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I can't, for the life of me think of what that's supposed to be other than like oh how horrific is that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i I don't understand the significance of that at all and i don't understand the significance of like the construct of what's happening in that scene like why like i I just don't get what like the characters are thinking in that you know what i mean like like
1: right i it, it was a very disturbing moment i i think this is one of those things where the movie is based on a book, so it has like source material with a somewhat rich base of people who have read it, yeah, so I feel like there are probably thing there are moments like that, and there are a few other moments that happen between um the boy and Brie Larson's character where they'll refer to something that has happened or some kind of typical event. Yeah, In a way that's like, it only makes sense in the context of a world that I don't know that a book already unpacked (laughs) a little bit more. Um, So the counting one, I kind of can imagine that being a scene that maybe in the book isn't literally counting (laughs) those events, but more (laughs) like counting and escaping into kind of a dream world. Yeah. Yeah, I I can definitely see that. Um, I think... So one thing I really liked about the movie, and I think I'm just kind of a sucker for this, I'm a sucker for movies about good people being good people. (laughs) And I think there are these characters in the movie, uh, the stepfather and mother, who kind of develop a relationship with this boy after the events of Room took place. Yeah, And that could have been played as so cheesy but there was just something like really delicate and nice about it i like i just like the idea of watching watching people behave in reasonably good ways rather than just being like mean because the script would call for characters to be
0: more shallow and one dimensional <laughs> well l- l- let me ask you this like what did you think of the casting of the the of brie larson's mom's boyfriend because he screamed like pedophile rapist to me (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
1: i I felt like the movie wanted to twist that i feel like when he's first presented he is supposed to be like an intruder like this thing that is threatening the family stability that she's been waiting for yeah um i think that was intentional and i think it did a great job in contrasting him to william h macy's character of the father of showing like by the way this is not who this character is
0: <laughs> well like I, I i mean part of it is probably the asshole ArcLight staff members like terrible introduction to the film but like to me i was reading all sorts of like what if that's like the father of old nick and like really? they're pulling some like double shenanigans on the family and like she escapes from the room only to be like thrust into like discover like i expected some scene to like her walking through hallways looking at photos and then seeing like old nick in a photo with like the mom's boyfriend oh man
1: talk about about casting or acting though the one thing i really wasn't vibing with was the character of old nick and like i i get they tried to make him be a subdued character who's um his psychosis is like buried deep enough under delusion that he acts like a normal dude, but his reaction, especially in the events that lead up to the escape, <laughs> I could not buy them at all it was It just seemed like so unemotional and like, ah, well, all right <laughs> like i don't I don't really know what the movie was trying to do with his character except for like purposely steer as far from the obvious drama as possible <laughs> yeah but yeah i think the two things that i really liked about this movie the things that are brought up uh one is the idea of the boy who has grown up knowing nothing but this tiny room and a television it's I'm sure reviewers are going to talk all about this too, but it have you heard of like Plato's Allegory of the Cave? Yeah,
0: yeah. Like the whole movie, I was thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like
1: the, this is that movie, like a person who has only seen two-dimensional projections of a world and like trying to point at something to a dog and he looks at your finger. Like he can't extrapolate beyond the thing he's looking at. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie did a pretty remarkable job of making me believe what life would be like for a person who was grown up in that environment, like the way he understands the world. And some things are magic. Some things are real. Some things are TV things. Occasionally things I've seen in TV become real because they're brought to the door. Um, I, I thought that development and how he lives outside of the world, kind of the the shyness and slowly breaking out of his shell and opening up, I thought that was, like, fantastically done. Um, definitely compared to the sort of movie where the escape would have been the finale r- rather than the beginning of the second act, um, I think it did a really good job of unpacking kind of what life would be like for him. The other thing I liked about it was the kind of stockholm syndrome is the wrong word, but the way it explored how you miss a terrible thing you've been in once you get out and find out that the real world isn't perfect either yeah um in the character of Bree Larson, which I think also brought some of the more openly sentimental moments to um. But I do think it was kind of a, a risky move to focus how both of these people, after they leave, there's a sense in which they, they don't prefer the real world. Like, they're, the movie frames it kind of in a Gone Girl way where they're the center of attention that everyone wants to talk to and there's, you know, reporters swarming everywhere. And it it does this kind of very blatant but i thought pretty affecting still thing of making it so in the end they still are trapped in a room <laughs> with very similar rules of like don't look out the window don't go there don't touch that
0: <laughs> well yeah instead of being trapped in a room they're just trapped in a house so they have a few yeah, rooms exactly. to, to, to go between but they still can't escape to the outside world
1: yeah and, and i think the interesting thing that that brought up to me at least is like what <laughs> you know what is life good for like at what at what boundary are you happy with life versus not being happy like is it a room when you don't believe there's anything more or a world where you know there's so much more but you still are very limited in where you can go (laughs) and what you can do yeah ignoring all the other stuff old nick does that would make it terrible yeah (laughs) but
0: it, it, it reminds me a little bit of like uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to equate traveling to being locked in a room for your entire life. But I mean, it's it's sort of like when you go on vacation somewhere where it's like you have all of your things. Or like you have you're still connected to your bank accounts and all the things you had at home are still wherever it is you're vacationing to. But at the same time, you don't have anything. You're sort of like stuck in wherever it is you traveled to. And while you can sort of branch out from there, it's not like familiar and it's not like safe and it's not what you're used Mm -hmm. to it's another thing that's like what you had before but you sort of are still contained to whatever you traveled with
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i I think that's a good analogy it's like a freedom that you can't use for anything (laughs) (laughs) and i i think like Obviously, this would be a very depressing movie if that were what it ended on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. There is an arc for characters to go through. But I did think it was interesting. And I, I can imagine, especially for a kid who grew up in that very predictable world where things are magical and everything is known and everything is catered to you, there would be a sense of like, hey, I'm five years old. How come being outside now and being in this other house is like, better than where i was i had toys where i was i I was happy yeah um and the i i just think that's an interesting way of thinking and a pretty as far as movies go that dramatize big events like this it was a pretty interesting spin on on a more traditional
0: story well I, i think that's part of one of the things that like makes me wrestle so much with the film in general is that like there, there is so much to unpack and so much jumping off points for talking about different ideas that, like, I don't know if, like, the narrative itself doesn't work that much for me because I spend too much time thinking about logistics of things. Like, for instance, they like once you finally see the shed they're in, it's like a literal shed on the outside with one locking door. But like mm-hmm. when it, the the way they always know Old Nick is coming is because they hear what sounds like a submarine door hatch opening. And then, like a guy going downstairs and then punching the keypad on the door, but yeah. like that can't happen because it's just the keypad on the outside of the shed. Like, like before they actually get out, you like I was assuming it was some like subterranean <laughs> like mm-hmm. shelter that he had built in his like doomsday prepper shed in the backyard. But no, it's an above ground. It's a regular above down above ground shed that happens to be like insulated from noise. Um, so like I think about that. I think about the the old Nick when he is when he has, when he does visit the room, like why he thinks that the, the cupboard is both soundproof and a separate location. Um, Mm -hmm. I think about like once they, like I want to know the movie that takes place three months from now when like Brie Larson still doesn't have a job and her mom is kind of sick of taking care of her because she just sits around the house all day like like I I, because of the situation I think well like yeah so like you have been locked away for like most of you becoming an adult you have no serviceable skills like you you don't have a job so you can't like make a living now like how do you then go from like I mean of course that you know they talk about the fact that you know, by getting these interviews, she's able to get paid money by, like, the, the media to, like, have money. So, like, there's explanation for it. But there's still, like, the film doesn't show her actually reintegrating into society. Like, it ends before, like, that kind of stuff takes place. So, yeah. it it's, I don't know, it's just a, it's a weird thing. Like, there's so many questions I have, which I'm not, I'm not even expecting the film to answer it. Like, I'm not down on the film because it doesn't offer things for those. It's just the scenario itself requires so much uh thought to me. It's such an interesting idea that like I don't like understand the motivations of old Nick, the guy who captured her. Oh I, not at all. Not I, at all. Yeah, yeah. Like and I I kept like wondering if there was gonna be a reveal or like what his whole plan was it. Like I guess I mean All the time we hear about like, oh, we just found this girl who's been missing for 12 years and it turned out some like psychotic guy was keeping her in her compound as one of his like 30 wives or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like like we hear these kind of stories all the time. And I've never really given thought to what they did with them for 12 years. (laughs) You know what I mean? But like to me, keeping somebody inside a shed in your backyard is not a sustainable means of like, like what is he getting out of that? like. I would assume if you abduct like a really little girl and you sort of raise her as your daughter and she is brainwashed and doesn't know that she belonged to somebody else and you're just you're living the normal life but with somebody else's kid that you abducted, like I'm not saying that makes sense to me, what I'm saying is like like i like I get the motivation right
1: <laughs> right. You're walking. You're tiptoeing a very dangerous line. But no, yeah, I get it. Um, Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I feel like the 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 only conceivable, the the only conceivable motivation for him is delusion. And like the movie tries to hammer that home. Like the idea that he thinks he's providing, and he is helping. And it's a tough world out there. And you should be happy for what I give you. Um, but you don't know the root of that. Like what. At At some point he actually did take this person, and he couldn't just immediately at like like an instant's notice believe that he is caring for them like like there had to be some kind of progression that took place, yeah, and yeah, I have no idea what that was. I don't even know exactly how old she was when it happened i I feel like the movie didn't tell me a lot of detail
0: yeah it it wasn't it wasn't fully um. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly, but I don't remember feeling like I knew full out right. Mm-hmm. Also, I, they have lawyers coming to the house, and yeah. I'm never quite sure what the trial is about.
1: Yeah, well, I guess you you still have to have a trial even when a person is obviously guilty. Um, I mean, they had a conversation about that. Of like, everyone thought he would take a plea bargain, and he didn't take it.
0: Yeah, so, but like, I, I you just,
1: still have to have people come and testify.
0: Yeah, I, did, I just, I feel I feel like that could have been made. And maybe in the book there's a whole, like, chapter about the court case and stuff, but it just seems like there isn't.
1: There's a Bridge Ch- of Spies sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the Standing Man represents old Nick. Tom
0: Hanks comes in. <laughs> so, you are like little girls, do you? <laughs>
1: Everyone yeah. deserves a fair trial. <laughs>
0: Did you have a warrant when you went inside the shed? <laughs> <laughs> now,
1: a shed is not a house. Now, you had a warrant for the house. So you, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's two for one. There's a, there a, there a woman and her son.
1: And, and as far as world building goes, by the way, there was a, one kind of recurring motif in the movie that while I was watching it, I could see another version of me sitting there and hating is the narration of the kid. That that happens sometimes And this kid is like He is not a Extremely soft-spoken Like mild-mannered kid This is like An extremely loud Incredibly close kid On many <laughs> occasions Like he You know what I mean? I mean he, he He is supposed to be like Very enthusiastic And when there's narration It's like This is room I live here You know like very kind of big and in the context of the movie and in the way that he and Joy are coping with the situation, I actually thought it worked really 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 well, but I did think it was like a kind of daring way for the movie to go. Like it wasn't it wasn't cute. <laughs> it it never felt cute to me. It felt more like very sad of a a kid having to be happy in this situation. <sighs>
0: yeah it it is weird because like there was such a stark contrast from the time that he wasn't narrating and the time that he was but at Mm -hmm. the same time like i agree it did sort of work for the context of of the story because it's like he he literally doesn't know that there's anything outside of room like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like room is his world um and i love the idea too of 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 like, so he, he he sees things that are like him on TV, but those things are all the fake things. Like, those are imaginary, but he's real. But, like, the things on TV aren't real unless he sees those things in physical space. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just so much really interesting content in this in this movie that, that really makes me think. Uh, you know, it brings up, you know, Allegory of the Cave, like, s- simple, like, there's there's simple concepts of like, you know, so, you know, being beings out there that you can't see or communicate with, but like you know are there versus what you see in the world that you're in. Like, there's so many like really interesting things to sort of play around with and to like this, this is like a movie that you see and then you go grab beers and talk about random concepts from the film. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's not
1: yeah. well, and like some like you mentioned the movie doesn't really explore everything i I think it is kind of restrained to a fault a little bit like one moment after being rescued um joy and the boy i forgot his name completely jake i I I wish the
0: movie was called joy and
1: the boy (laughs) joy and the boy in the really quiet room (laughs) yeah joy grace she's all the fruits of the spirit um (laughs) Anyway, there's a moment where they are looking in a mirror and it's the first time he's ever seen himself yeah. before. And that's a moment that in most movies would be like slow-mo camera zooming in on him as he like quivers in excitement. And in this movie, it's just like, huh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like like it's just one of those tossed aside things where it's one of many, one of many things that we would take for granted that are like, oh, yeah, this is brand new for these people. Yeah, but not not really
0: focused in a very emotional way. I actually it would be really interesting to hear what like a psychologist would say about that because they like I've seen random videos of different things where they talk about like the the age at which a child starts to recognize self and like mm-hmm. identifies a, their own reflection as being themselves and not just like baby, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I wonder if like you don't if you never have that part of your development as a child even at age 5 would like would you see that reflection as being self or would you see it as
1: it's true five year old boy <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting question i want to know how the book of this goes cuz apparently it's a fairly beloved novel and i just can't imagine what a book would feel like a, like addressing these themes, I yeah. don't know. I'm I'm curious.
0: As am I. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> book is told from the the kid's point of view, like the film is, right? Probably. I assume so. But. <laughs> I, yeah, I I can't say for sure. <laughs> cool. Well, uh any, any last thoughts about the film?
1: No, <laughs> I think we covered it.
0: <laughs> one, one last random thought, because I like to end with those usually. Um, I'm really at at the scene like once the escape finally happens and like the the first stranger they encounter, I love how like that guy is like little girl little girl right because like the first yeah. time I saw the trailer for this movie, I, like I just was like oh cool mom and her daughter <laughs> and then <laughs> like I when I started hearing other people talking about like wanting to see Room and then I was like wait son what are you talking about mm. <laughs> like because it was so. Here's a question, which which is an, a, another thing that, like, made me, like, it's another one of those things that it didn't take me out of the film, but, like, there's so many questions running through my head, I started thinking about the logistics of, like, making the film, and I wondered if, because, like, clearly they had knives and stuff, right? Because she was yeah. cutting fruit, so they have implements. I was thinking about things. that, too, yeah. And and you know, I know that in, story-wise, they talk about, like, his hair being hit, hit, where his strong comes from or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But... I started to think because there were a lot of, like, scenes that involved uh, things that might be awkward between an adult woman and a young child. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wondered if they went with long hair so that in different shots they could not have it be the boy.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, so that's interesting. I I thought you were going to go a more psychological (laughs) route of him being brought up as a kind of, like, more effeminate or neutral type character because of this close relationship with the mother and no one else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the logistics of making the movie, I mean, maybe. I don't know how old the actor is. At a certain point,
0: I feel like nobody would care. Yeah, yeah but I, I I just mean that, like, there are scenes where they're both in a bathtub together. Yeah. And sure. there are scenes where, like, he's breastfeeding yeah that's true so like i was just wondering if like like having it be somebody how was that a creature having it be a child with like really long hair they could like sub in anybody they wanted for (laughs) for (laughs) different scenes right they they could do the peter
1: jackson thing where it's just like a little person
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome
1: no that's an interesting point though um I kind of assume not, because I assume the book also mentioned this, because that hair plays a kind of
0: prominent role in a few different things. Yeah, good call, good call. That makes way more sense than than trying yeah. to be um, a little, I don't know. <laughs> Either way, these are all things that run through my head
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I'm watching movies. <laughs> Anyways, the verdicts.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. Th- this is like somewhere between recommend with a caveat, and I'm. Oh, you're supposed to do the intro first.
0: It, it's all right. I I couldn't tell whether you were like, you you you, you sort of half ummed so quickly to yeah that I didn't know if you were going to say something, and then I was going to go, but then you started, so I was going to let you go. But yeah, people I, know the if, scale if, now. <laughs> if I
1: want to give this a must see, a recommend with a caveat, a wait for rental. A pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid. What would I give it? Yes, (laughs) I would. It's teetering between must-see and recommend with a caveat. I do think there is a little bit of over sentimentality, and there also is kind of an. This movie is a little too sentimental to be like, just a very dark, interesting movie. But it's like a little too abrasive to be just a sentimental movie. So some people might be kind of unhappy with the balance. I think I have to give it a must-see. I think it was a very thought-provoking, well-acted movie that also had plenty of emotion to it. Like, like I mentioned, the um, the escape scene, I thought was just f- phenomenal. Like after everything that has been built up throughout the movie, it really hits you in the
0: gut. So, and like, I think the movie... What? I was going to say real fast, like like the... What, what moment... After the escape hit you, was it the slow motion running towards the the police car?
1: (laughs) It was, um, no, it was the moment before all of that. Okay. The the thought of what is about to happen. Gotcha. That was like a big adrenaline hit for me. Yeah.
0: Especially considering being cooped up your whole life in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, like the the actual escape moments themselves were like pretty intense, and yeah. I think the the talking with the cops was 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 starting to build, and like for me, like the, the slow motion run to the car afterwards was like, I was like, ah, oh, stupid movie, you got me, and then of course the woman <laughs> next to me started to go into her panic attack, yeah. and I just uh, so so much, so frustrating, like, you know, rips it, you it, right out of it. it. It's funny too because like. Like I've been in rooms with you where I'm the only one defending the theater going experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. where like I'm like, "No, watching movies in a theater with a bunch of people is great. But I I've been getting f-ed every time I see a movie ever since. You can't
1: blame it on San Francisco now. Uh just every pretentious place you go to.
0: God, I just don't I just don't understand it. Like I want to I want to see a movie in peace. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyways, um, must see for me, <laughs> must see for you. Um, I'm gonna give it a recommend with the caveat. Uh, like I said, preface my review with the fact that I had my experience, like, mess with by a bunch of different circumstances. But I do think the film is really interesting. It does have a lot of like things that might be overly sentimental, but on the whole, they do mostly work. But really, this film is a film about, like, ideas of something. Like, you know, we hear about these type of stories all the time. Some are being caught. This film tries to examine um, some of the other elements that you wouldn't hear in those stories talking about. it, Like, oh, why did this guy take those girls? Like, this story is, well, what would it be like to live in there? Not just the, like, oh, well blah like what did you eat what did, this is like more about like the world you build for yourself when you're trapped inside a world that's so confined um mm-hmm. and that for that it's really really interesting and i think worth a watch but maybe not as praiseworthy as i feel like i'm hearing people talk about
1: <laughs> That that's funny because my introduction to it was always kind of mixed praise i never had the kind of unreservedly positive (laughs) anything
0: well i i mostly most of my like previews for films are people talking about the movie they will be reviewing soon (laughs) Mm -hmm. or like you know they're like oh they saw it at a festival or something and they will be talking about it around the time it actually gets released so i just have in the back of my head oh these people are excited to talk about it i'm just assuming that means positive things (laughs) yeah yeah, so that is uh, our review of this. So, Stephen, you want to let everybody know where they can find you throughout the week? Yeah, if you can find me, you can go to twitter.com/sdavidmiller or Uh People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com/christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com, where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com/spoilerwarning or like us at facebook.com/theSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com. You can use the contact form on our site, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 760 575 tsw at 760 music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to the room, or...
1: I guess there's a soundtrack? Yeah,
0: maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of scenes of silence in the movie. Mm-hmm. but uh... It'll just be silence. Yeah. It'll just be a little boy going like, "Hello microphone, hello laptop, <laughs> <laughs> hello glass of empty beer." <laughs> hopefully, it's not a kid saying that. No. <laughs> uh, but yes, that is our review. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully, this movie may or may not be playing near you, but you know, hopefully, hopefully it is, and you get a chance to. So, we're gonna head out. Thank you, Stephen, for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, you'll always have me with you. Bad tooth, you, you keep it in your mouth, right? <laughs> it's not
0: gross. No, it's not gross. Uh, but uh, we'll 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 talk at the rest of you guys later. Bye.
1: Bye.